1: yeah make your flex time work for you visit myflexlearning.com slash be to learn more and receive five hundred dollars off the first year that's myflexlearning.com slash be it's time to fall into coding we're talking about coding in the classroom we'll have music from nick c and also the google tip of the week that's next on edutech guys radio Edutech Guys Radio,
0: radio.edutechguys.com. The opinions expressed on the site of this program those of the are those who are participants and not intended to and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any specific educational entity, sponsor, company, state, or government agency.
1: Hello and welcome. Wow, that was loud. Hello and welcome to <laughs> Edutech Guys Radio, brought to you by Southwest Arkansas Education Cooperative and Hope Public Schools, both located in Hope, Arkansas. I'm one of your hosts, David Henderson.
0: And I am Jeff Mabler. There you
1: go. Welcome to the show. Hope everyone is uh, hanging out, having fun. We're going to talk about coding today, man. That's going to be cool.
0: I'm excited about
1: it. Yeah, I think it's going to be.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I'm, see, I'm thinking of it. I'm thinking top secret coding. That's
1: coding. It is oh, coding, I, isn't I, it? well, I, I was thinking of, you know, like on top of a donut, they got the coding. <laughs> oh, wait, that's icing. That was really
0: loud. <laughs> Don't make me laugh out loud.
1: Oh man, you are listening to radio.edutechguys.com. You can also find us on mixler.com slash edutech guys, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Voxer, Moxer, Boxer, Hoop the Hoop, you name it.
0: You name it, that's where we're at, huh?
1: Just put in the slash edutech guys, and that would be us. <laughs> Except for Google Plus, you gotta add the little plus.
0: The little plus. The little plus.
1: Not the big plus, it's a little plus.
0: Hey, uh, don't forget to catch us on Foxer uh, uh, because we've, I actually have updated a few things on there for a second there. I, everybody thought we probably went offline because I got really quiet. So that was uh, one of those things that we got to work, work out on. So yeah, listen, um, catch us on Twitter always. Twitter.com slash dot Facebook.com slash guys. Go to the website. Please visit our website. Um, here pretty soon, I I heard that the blog fairy will be visiting the website and updating the blog. The blog fairy. I heard it. I heard it from the blog fairy himself. Oh, yeah, named Ricky.
1: <laughs> Ricky the blog fairy. That's
0: what I named him. Oh, okay. He's a puppet. <laughs> All right, that's a whole nother show. So um, yeah, I got that fixed out. Someone was telling me my audio sounded a little crazy. I hope my audio is a little better now. I think I've I might have have got it fixed.
1: Uh, like my cat
0: yeah like the cat whose cat so yeah today it's time to fall into coding we're pretty excited about it david has a lot to holy share. crap is there anybody Did... still listening to us at this
1: point oh my gosh you, uh, sorry folks can I you don't...
0: talk a little bit about what's going on in coding with um
1: you? yeah I, I i can or i'm going to anyway um my boss made an executive decision earlier today that we're going to talk about it so let's talk about it. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was in Washington D.C. with uh, Code.org, and I was learning how to be one of their professional learning partners. Um, and learn, I'm a good chunk louder, um, but uh, I learned how uh, their their system uh, of what it means to be a professional learning partner manager, program manager. With their system. And essentially, uh, what we're going to be doing is working with districts in our service area and potentially around the state, uh, helping them incorporate computer science curriculum into the computer science courses that are currently being taught uh, as part of the Arkansas K 12 computer science initiatives. So, yeah, it's going to be very, very cool. And a lot of that, where we're going with today's the theme of today's show is um, a lot of that is built around coding. Now, computer science is way more than just coding. And I know a lot of people, when you hear computer science, that's what you think. You're thinking, you know, little screens with scrolling green text and the whole matrix thing and all that. And, and yeah, that's that's definitely part of computer science. But computer science is really way bigger than that. You know, computer science, you're talking about things like... Um, well, heck, the the GPS that you find in your tractors these days. <laughs> you know, you're talking about things like um, really cool inventions like Lettuce Bot. If you've not heard of Lettuce Bot, um, it is it, it's this big rolling robot that uses uh, cameras and yes, programming, but um, all these different systems within it, and it rolls along where the lettuce is planted, and it analyzes what's happening at each of the spots that it goes over and then it administers whatever it needs to administer to that spot for example if it analyzes the soil you know as it's passing across and realizes that there's not enough moisture you get water you need whatever you know i don't know i don't know what's involved with the growing of lettuce so but what but whatever that may take whatever whatever part of the process Uh, is required for that particular head of lettuce at that particular spot, this robot will either administer it or notify the farmer who, you know, hey, you need to, you know, you need to look at this one. Something's not right here or, you know, whatever. I mean, it's, so computer science is way bigger than just coding. We're going to talk about this tiny little sliver of computer science called coding that although it's a small sliver of computer science, it's kind of what hides behind the scenes when you pull the curtain back. It's what makes all the computer science stuff work.
0: Happen. It makes it happen. So code.org. That's it. That's it. That's our first one. I just said uh, you know, yeah. code.org. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. So,
1: um, so what's really cool, um, as of this moment, um, at least I don't think, I, I believe this to be true at the moment I'm saying this, um, they currently have two uh, major curriculum programs that they roll out. One is AP uh, computer science for high school students. And then they have uh, another program that they roll out that is aimed at middle school students. Uh, And it takes various concepts and ideas uh, about programming and incorporates those into lessons that the students can do and learn how to code, learn how to program. Um, again, it's much more than that. And we're going to talk a bit, talk in a little bit, excuse me, in a little bit about some of the benefits of, of coding in the classroom. Um, but it teaches those same skills that we will be talking about. For example, things like critical thinking, things like troubleshooting and debugging, and and we'll talk about that stuff more, but that's incorporated in those programs. And then they're also in the process of rolling out an elementary program that will have curriculum. So really it's gonna be the whole spectrum. Pre-K, technically pre-K 12, although really it's pre-K 12 and beyond.
0: So is the idea to train teachers first and then train students or train teachers first a little bit and then train them side by side?
1: It's um, the way the way their program is rolling out. Um, they have a program that they hold each summer and these are regional programs and they call them TeacherCon. And so, like, part of my job is going to be go out and recruit K-12, well, not K-12, but 7-12 teachers uh, who are either already teaching computer science or who will be teaching computer science next year or who want to teach computer science next year and can get all of the state requirements and all that kind of stuff. But we gather up those teachers and we take them to this teacher con where they learn how to take the code.org curriculum and put that in their classes. So then the teachers then become the facilitators for that student learning. So it's not exactly teachers first, students second, although in a way it sort of is just because the teacher con happens in early summer when the students are out of school.
0: Right, So. right, Yeah. that's pretty
1: cool. It is very cool, I'm very excited. I think it's gonna be really neat uh, to see how this manifests itself in Arkansas.
0: So code.org, hour of code which is coming okay. up in december. I think it's december 5th through the 11th. That right. You, it's yeah. Those days you schedule inside at organizations, schools, exactly. libraries. Anybody can pretty much organize an hour of code. Sure. Cuz I think what it is is don't they they provide uh, some one hour tutorials and they're invited they're they're uh, available in like 45 different languages. Yeah. for like 180 plus countries around the world so kids can get a little taste of coding in that hour of code. And if you ever want to visit it, just go to hourofcode.com. Right. You can visit their website, and right there, I think, if I'm not mistaken, you can actually register. Or you can organize your own hour of code right there. Yes. Now, here's what's really cool: is a lot of schools have already done it, and then David and the, the co-op here is going to, you know, sponsor and help organize some of it. Probably won't have to organize anything because most of the schools have already done that. Are, well, are in the process of doing that, right?
1: We've got um, in 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 our particular service area, we have uh, nine school districts, and of those nine districts, five of them one, two, three, four, five. I'm just gonna be making <laughs> sure uh, five of those districts already have code uh, hour of code programs lined up. So I'm going to be working with those districts. I'm going to reach out to those districts that already have it uh, signed, you know, that already have registered, and help them. Uh, with whatever they need in terms of getting it rolled out and that type of stuff. And then also reach out to the districts who haven't signed up yet and see if there's anything I can do to kind of help them, you know, push that along and say, Hey, this is something that's going to be really cool. And each district uh, will, you know, they, they handle it differently. They want to do it differently. As Jeff had mentioned, you know, this is a worldwide program that's going on. There are currently over 22,000 Hour of Code registrations for that week in December worldwide, absolutely amazing. I mean, it is it just it's well. And and there's the crazy
0: thing, you know. What is it? It's just the Hour of Code is there. It's one hour, uh, introduction tutorials, to computer science to help you know kind of demystify the idea of code to help kids you know maybe get them interested in it and show them so they can learn the basics and help broaden their participation in like the field of computer science.
1: Right, and. And, Okay. Oh, oh I, well, I was just gonna say what's really cool about it is, um, they use uh, if they're doing it through the well, if you go to the Hour of Code website and you go and you participate in their programs, they have uh, the, their coding environments uh, are, are drag and drop. It's very easy to understand. It's um, but what's really cool is it uses things like frozen, so it, you can you can draw. Um, uh, I'm I'm gonna get a little technical, but you you can draw really cool fractals using Elsa and Anna. Snowflakes. Yeah, snowflakes. <laughs> All right, so you can draw snowflakes. Um, they Star have Star Wars, Minecraft. Star Wars, Minecraft. They have art uh, art stuff. Uh, it's very very cool. I think they
0: have Angry Birds. Uh, yes. Make a maze or something like that. Uh, uh, make a Flappy Bird game. That was one last year. I think they probably still have that one. And then it actually. Uh, they, they partner with other stuff. So there's even stuff on JavaScript to, to work with older kids so they can learn a little bit more about JavaScript and things like that. So it's, you're right, it's a really pretty big deal.
1: Yes, and, and again, different, different programs are being rolled out different ways. So the hour of code, um, that's, and that's what it is. The idea is that these, these programs are, are basically slotted to take about an hour's worth of time. And really, from our experience, what we saw last year, it, they're not quite an hour, so they really fit into a class period mm. really nice if nice. you're on a 45 to yeah. 50 minute class period schedule, or like, a, like a recess period, or, or yeah, right, or exactly. Like you know, that. or if you have students who already go to a block, yeah. this could be their block.
0: Well, and here's the kicker you don't have to do it during the computer science education week, which is no. December 5th, 11th. You can do an hour of code anytime, anytime you want to, so you can, you know, sign up for one, get posters for it. Uh, code.org will, you know, help you publicize it, help right. you get it really rocking and rolling, and you know, and there's that really crazy part. Everybody's now, everybody's like, "Where's this coding thing coming from?" Because you know, it, it it's not brand new to education, but it's really gotten a huge bolster in the last what 18 months. Well, I mean, even bigger. I mean, we'll look at Arkansas. They now, so many states are rolling out computer science standards, and so now, boom, here's coding even heavier because it's one that we've already got in place thanks to places like code.org.
1: Well, and and frankly, thanks to what the president has been wanting to push, Uh, you know, hashtag CS for all. Man, yeah. you follow that hashtag, and that's that's exactly what it is. It's computer science for everyone. Right. And it's this This is coming from literally the top down. I mean, the president wants this, and then you have certain states, like Jeff mentioned, like Arkansas, where the governor immediately jumped on it. Yep. Um, we now have a computer science curriculum specialist in place in Arkansas, uh, Anthony Owen. We've had him on the show before. Um, and and he Wisconsin and
0: I, just released theirs like two days ago, the right? entire state plan for computer science. We're going to start to see this really roll. And and it's, you know, by starting early, by getting students in, you're preparing them for what's happening in the 21st century. And it's, you know, help nurturing problem solving and logic, creativity. That's what it does. So you might ask yourself, who can participate in it? Anybody. Anybody can participate yeah. in our Yeah, anyone so,
1: can sign up. There are there are schools. There are indiv- indiv- individual organizations. Yep. Community-wise, uh, you, know, Co- community wise, you right. can do
0: one at your church or civic group. Um, you, you, the school groups could do it. It could be a student council thing. It could be a, it could be a, a, uh, Spanish club thing. It doesn't really matter. You can have it anywhere. Um, you don't have to know anything about code. No, it's all about the tutorials. What devices, uh, pretty much any device with a browser. Yeah. That's all you got to have. It'll work on any device. So any smartphone, any tablet, any web-based device. You're pretty much good. Yeah. Um, so, it's
1: very cool stuff. And like I said, you know, different folks are doing it differently. So in some schools they pick maybe just the fifth graders and the fifth graders are going to do hour of code in some, in, 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 some places, uh, they're doing it, you know, I don't know, maybe they're doing it from fifth through 12th grade and they're having some kind of a competition or something, you know I mean? There's all kinds of different ways right. that you can pull together an hour of code pro- program. And
0: what's great is there's no sign up for it. The kids don't have to sign in to do any of this. People, anyone participating in it, there's no sign-up or any of this kind of stuff. Now, what's cool is you can you can uh, get certificates to give them when they finish. So yeah. that gives you a little bit of something, you know, like, here you go, you've got this. Now, I'd suggest, you know, you don't have to have computers, but if you do have a handful of computers, teamwork works great. So yeah. You can put people together on a machine, uh, let them work in, in groups of two or, you know, maybe larger. Um, but yeah, I... There's Hour of Code. I maybe mean, we spent a little bit too much time on it, but it's coming up. And, and it, no, it's not just coming up. December 5th through 11th right. is, uh, is the day of the week of Computer Science Education Week, which was a uh, recognition of the birthday of Computing Pioneer Admiral Grace Murray. I throw that out. There you go. I put it in my notes here and I throw that one out there. But yeah, so Computer Science Education Week, December 5th through 11th, we'll have just gotten back from AESA. Uh, we'll do a special show on that week about computer science education week yeah and uh so look forward to that one we'll see what well what tricks and, we have up our sleeves uh, well one. exactly you know because we, we might have some special guests or some students on the show or something like yep. that but yeah so there it is uh hour of code hope you like it that one that's one of our big ones so here's a really interesting part want to take a little break and uh come back after we uh so i tell you what we're gonna i'm gonna drop it over to david and uh I was just talking my fool head off here.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, uh let's uh let's give everybody a chance to uh, catch a breath. You can uh Especially Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> you know, grab one of your favorite beverages too and much, a snack. Too and, much uh, sugar for me, that's what it was. Enjoy a little Nick C completely yours. <laughs>
2: Ha <laughs> ha When you look at me, the way my head stands up when I hear you speak, the way my legs turn rubber when you love me down, I said, Hey, little lover, can you hear me now? Well, I know we have just begun, and I'm glad that we can give it a chance. 'Cause ain't no better feeling than falling in.
1: Yeah, music from Nick C, completely yours here on EduTech Guys Radio. Thank you guys so much for listening. Today, we're talking about coding. We've talked about code.org, we've talked about Hour of Code. So, let's talk about, at least from the opinion of uh, these two guys sitting here, anyway. <laughs> our opinions. Our opinion, not to be confused with Hour of Code. Our opinion about some of the benefits of coding and computer science in the classroom. Why? Why are we doing this? Yeah, we
0: we actually got into an interesting, uh, not a heated, but yeah, it was a good debate. It was a good about conversation you know, coding in the classroom, and you know we hear that a lot, especially with uh, computer science standards being pushed out the way they are now, and the president's push and education's push for computer science. But so this is David and I and we were trying to think of. You know, if we were to come up with a top five things or if we come up with five things we think are benefits of coding in the classroom, the first one was the hierarchical process you know, the sequence. Yes. You know, learning the process of, you know, beginning and end. Right. I mean, how many of us have been in that position so many times you would say, I don't know where to start. Mm-hmm. You know, and we've also done a lot of work. or You write a blog. Or you don't write a blog. (laughs) Or you write a blog. Where's the fairy? And you go, well, how do I I end this thing? Right. Where's the end to this? And, you know, and that's a really interesting thing is, you know, ending a book, ending a mathematical sequence, ending coding, you know, beginning and ending the process of where it goes. You know, where does this if fit? Where does this then fit? You know, where am I looping back to? Where does this go? That's a great thing to learn. You know, coding can help make that a little more rigid, I think. Right. And, you know, and then you can loosen that thing up when you get into other, uh, you know, disciplines. Sure. Don't sure. You, would you agree?
1: Well, yeah. Um, you know, when we look at at some of these concepts um, that seem very high level and seem very complicated and complex, hierarchical processes and, and sequencing, and all of a sudden, you know, people like wig out. You don't have to wig out. In second grade, my wife was teaching students how to take a story And in four story panels, put them in order so that you figure out what happens first, what happens next, then what happens, and what happens at the end. That's it. Guess what? They just did programming. They just didn't do, they just, you know, they did some programming. They used concepts of computer science. They had no idea. The teachers had no idea. What? Computer science? How's that computer science? Because you just built this algorithm, these hierarchical steps that gets you from point A to point B. Oh. So when you're coding something, you know, as, as the students are working on their code and developing their own programs or apps or whatever it is they're doing, those are the foundational type things that, that that's what they get out of it. You know, you, you can't, this is one of the things I told you, know, you can't build a house starting with the roof. Now you may know what the roof is going to look like and you have an idea as to when, or maybe you don't have an idea, but you have an idea as to when that house needs to or when that roof needs to go on the house. But you've got to start when you're actually building. You've got to start at the foundation and work your way up to the roof.
0: Bingo. So there you go. I agree. And and that's that. So there's the hierarchical. part. that's that's our number one. Number, number the, one. High, high, <laughs> number one. <laughs> Oh, we should have done these backwards. Uno favorito, <laughs> cinco, cinco favorito. So uh, <laughs> teaches critical thinking and problem solving. That's our second one. Yeah. And uh, David, David put that one down, and he's right on. He's spot on because just like you're talking about uh, what your wife does in class, that's one of the other reasons she does it: critical thinking and problem solving. Right, because. That's it. I need to make this Jawa walk across the screen and pick up a bucket and put out the fire on the R2-D2. I know that's a little, you know, but that's what it is. It, it's But it, it also falls into the same thing is that if a kid can figure out uh, the the critical thinking and problem solving inside coding, then when it's time to make a windmill that can lift a certain weight when the wind blows and pulls on it, then... You know, that whole process becomes a little bit easier for them and vice versa. Right.
1: Well, and uh, one of our very good friends, Ginger Lumen, tells the story. uh, And and I'll be honest, I hope I can do this without breaking down because, I mean, it is an amazing story. And I'm just going to summarize. But essentially, uh, she had a student who had made a headband that uh, had um, some electronic components to it. Right. And so it's one of those things like, okay, well, I don't, why did you make a headband? What's, what's the deal with the headband? And the student said, well, I learned how to take these particular sensors um, because um, some patients with leukemia, um, they can't tell when they're not feeling well. They can't tell when they have a fever. Right. And so this headband will light up when their temperature hits a particular point, letting everybody else around them know, oh, she's got a fever. So critical thinking, problem solving, and ultimately, yeah, that student had to code that device in order to be able to, you know, how is that probe going to know what the temperature is? For that matter, what is the trigger temperature? And is that customizable? Right. Is everybody's temperature, you know, trigger at the same point?
0: Uh, you know. Right. That, that leads to a, a long string of thought for that student It exactly. builds out constantly. Which takes us to number three. Yeah. It's okay to make mistakes and that debugging your mistakes can lead to success. You know, that's that's a given. And, and it's funny, I don't think anyone's, if you've never coded, if you've never built a web page by pure HTML, if you've never uh, done a doggone formula in Excel you know, <laughs> to get it to work exactly <laughs> right, right yes. the moment that you do debug and you realize that, okay, that wasn't so bad and I learned more about debugging, you know, about my code, Mm-hmm. About my macro, about whatever I did, my formula I just written, uh, by debugging it, and uh, you and that that can lead to more success, yeah. Because then you find yourself debugging on the fly, well, and, and it's not just encoding that you find yourself debugging. No, you no, know, is right. that wait? Is that a comma splice? You know, is that supposed to be apostrophe s or you know? Right. Where am I at? Am I debugging on the fly? And it gives debugging a whole new meaning too. I guess. Sure.
1: Right? Absolutely. Well, and I think to me the reason why this made our top 5 list from my perspective anyway so much of i don't know life in general these days seems so centered on not failing on on having the perfect answer the right answer the the correct solution for the very first time you do it and that's baloney that is it's complete bunk mm-hmm. you know things happen when you fail. That's you know, that's yeah. kinda like the whole like that only thing.
0: applies the the you know the first time is when you're uh dearming a bomb. But you know, but besides that, you want to get it right the first Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you, you probably you, you probably wouldn't want to fail that, that first time.
1: <laughs> but that's but that's, by that's the what? same token, you only fail
0: once. <laughs> that's true. Well and I don't want my doctor debugging on me, you know, in the middle of surgery, but I know I'm getting out. I'm trying to be funny, but it's not funny. It's not coming (laughs) off funny at all. It's coming off. Shut up, Jeff. Let David finish his thought. No, it's (laughs) it's all good. No, you're right. You're right about that.
1: That's that's exactly. You know, students have got to be able to try and fail and tweak and try again and fail and tweak and try again and success and go. Oh, oh, and I see what I did wrong over here. You know, this is what we were talking about um, before the show started. I said, you know. One of the things I, one of the, one of the things I do here, one of my responsibilities is I teach teachers how to do different things. And so I've had a coding class and I start at the very, very basic, the very beginning, you know, we're doing the Anna and Elsa, we're doing the Star Wars thing, you know, getting, having them figure out, um, you know, those kind of baby steps. And that's where some of this failure comes in. Um, It's, it's rewarding to me to watch them fail, and I know that may sound cruel, but because I know that it won't take long before they do succeed. Or, and this actually is going to tie into the next one, if they continue to fail and just can't get it and start banging their head against the table, guess what? They could go to someone else who did figure it out or has figured it out, or for that matter, they could in some certain cases do some research i.e google or whatever to come up with possible solutions and they're no longer working alone it's now collaborative mm-hmm. it now becomes an issue of teamwork which that is our next point so i'll let jeff take number teamwork. four
0: teamwork <laughs> help from other students and or resources to help reach the goal that's just the big uh, teamwork is a big deal and and that's something that i you wonder is is the talk of most companies what do companies work on more than anything teamwork mm-hmm. and you know there's nothing wrong to reach out for help and you know you learn from each other you can make a team much stronger when everyone learns at the same speed yeah and you know everybody everyone's going to have their you know there's going to be different stars throughout your team so teamworks is really big and I mean, I don't think we have to go into that one elaborately because well, I it do is think it is
1: well, uh, but I do think it's important to know to note the shift. You know, if we think back you know, to days before we could, we were even born. You know, when you when you when you learn the history of computer science and coding, and a lot of that was, you know, one person, you know, in a room or in a cubicle or whatever, and they were doing all the coding. Um, now, yes, in in some cases there were Teams of people who helped kind of work together up to that point, but really when it push came to shove, it was one person who was actually doing the coding, and that mind shift has changed greatly. Now, uh, in fact, uh, one of the folks that works here uh, at the Education Service Center where I am, her brother-in-law, yes, her brother-in-law, I think is what she said, Um, her brother-in-law is the CEO of this really cool company doing some really wild stuff. And he says, he said, you know, I can teach somebody to code in the language that we use. That's not the problem. He said, the problem I have is I don't, I can't find people who can do the critical thinking. I can't find people who can work in a team to come up with a solution. Mm. You know, he said, this world is full of look at me superstars or want to be superstars who don't know how to work together as a team. Yeah. And so I, I, and that's why we this this had to be on the list.
0: I agree. Makes you think of Big Bang Theory. Sheldon can never work except by himself. He's not a team player.
1: <laughs> he so, is now though. You know I've they're, they're that, working well, on their gyro. You, know, you know season seven, and... they better do something.
0: <laughs> jump in the shark. Um, well, uh, I, when they bring a pet and or kids, uh-oh. that's the end of the show. Well, you know Howard's about that. How do we get off on Big Bang Theory? Uh, Let's sure. jump back to Cinco Favoritos. Cinco. Um, this the last one is literacy, reading, and uh, math, and I think that speaks for itself. And David and I—that's one of the things that I was trying to express to David in our heated debate earlier was, I I truly believe that um I truly believe that uh it's it's another language, and the sooner we teach children to look at it as another language, mm-hmm. then uh that would be you know that's a really big deal.
1: Well, and and also to the point that. Coding and computer science is not a class unto itself. I mean, it is or can be, yes. However, those concepts, as we have mentioned—sequencing, critical thinking, problem solving—you uh, know, making mistakes and debugging, teamwork—that applies to subjects across the board. It's not just this siloed—you know—computer science is its own thing. No, it's actually. You can, you can integrate it into all the disciplines across the board, whether it's literacy, math, science. Okay. What about the other humanities or, or just talk about humanities in general, um, writing and acting and art and music? Yeah. Computer science can go into all of those things and they are part of all of those things.
0: Exactly. And, and I think that's, so there are, there it is. Our top, our benefits of coding, our five for that is the hierarchical processes. Uh, teaches critical thinking and problem solving. Um, it's okay to make mistakes. Uh, debugging, debugging your mistakes can lead to success. Teamwork, help from other students and our resources to help reach the goals. And finally, literacy is reading and uh, re- encoding and math calculation. Hey, we'll put these out on the old Twitter and uh, maybe have a blog article to maybe talk in depth about them down the yeah, road. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, hey, Jay, we're going to take a a quick commercial break, and uh, we'll be right back after uh, these messages.
1: Did you know the EduTech guys provide professional development and training to your teachers and students? We offer workshops and podcasting for the classroom, Google Apps for Education, Google Classroom, social media outreach for schools, and much more. We also provide live online coverage for your conference or event. We'll sit down with presenters, attendees, selected vendors, and your key conference personnel live during the conference or event to provide man-on-the-street interviews and insights each day. Want to know more? Reach out to us on Twitter at edutechguys. Head over to edutechguys.com and fill out the contact form on the front page, or you can call us at 870-729-1414. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon.
0: Hey, welcome back. Yeah, hey, catch us. You want to catch us, call us and get us to your place, because that would be something we'd love to do. Hey, you know what? We're coming up live uh, next week, in fact.
1: That's right. Next week, we are going to be at the Arkansas Conference of Technology in North Little Rock. That's October 19th through the 21st, providing all-day live conference coverage while we're
0: there. If you're there, come and see us. Uh, hey, then, uh, November 6th through the 7th in Hot Springs we will be at Schools Without Walls, which we're really excited about that one. That's at the Hot Springs Convention Center in Hot Springs, Arkansas.
1: And then from there, November 30th through December 3rd, we head over to Savannah, Georgia for the AESA National Conference. And again, that is going to be live conference coverage the entire time we're there. That's going to be very cool.
0: Yeah, you know what else is really cool? Fetsy in Fetzy. Orlando, Florida, January the twenty fourth through the twenty seventh, twenty seventeen. That's also uh, live conference co- coverage the whole time we're there. Um, if you're gonna, if you've never been, you need to head out to Fetsy, head to Orlando. A uh, lot of educational technology going on there. And hey, we'll be there.
1: That's right. And uh, speaking of Fetsy. Uh, we uh, will actually be featuring some of the presenters between uh, between now and the time the conference rolls out. Uh, we're going to be uh, catching up with some of those folks that are going to be presenting during that particular conference. And we'll have them on the show between now and then. So definitely uh, hang out and stay tuned for that. Yay! Yay. And now, you know what time it is? What time is it, David? It's time for... Google tip of the week.
0: <laughs> hey, so the Google tip of the week uh, today comes from Google. Uh, if you haven't checked out their blog, uh, definitely head over to uh, Google's blog, which it changed last week. It's GoogleForEducation.blogspot.com is what the original one was, but uh, it changed to. Um, now I think
1: it resolves to blog.google/education yeah, or something. Just look up Google, Google
0: Education. Google it. <laughs> <laughs> and. The cool part about it is, is just a few hours ago, uh, they released a great article on helping schools transform together. And what Google has done is, um, they realized that uh, schools, they've been working with schools, education and Google have been going hand in hand for quite some time, time, and they've been helping them improve and innovate with the help of technology. So every school is different, and we've all got different kind of problems, and Google's been listening. So they've made a new site called Google for Education Transformation Center. And at this site, uh, they've done some really cool stuff. The first thing they did was they defined the elements of school change, the areas that really need to be impacted. And those are vision. Um, They need to have a strong vision. That's pretty much what that comes in. Like, where are we going? You know, I was telling David earlier, we're at the point in education and computer science that we need to be planning curriculum for students that haven't been born yet. Right. That's really kind of where we are. Yes. Uh, the next one that they have is learning. Uh, school leaders empower their teams to create a set of instructional practices, curricula, assessments. They're getting down into the meat and, and, and potatoes of what you need designing curriculum, uh, the doing assessments. The culture that's another big one. You know, they, creating rituals, creating stories, creating structure, you know, helping to make symbols that foster the culture of innovation and, you know, encourage people to learn about, you know, technology and learn, period, using technology. Right. The next one is technology. That's a big one. It's like, you know, how, how helping them get uh, the technology that they need inside uh, inside their school. And then professional development. You know, teachers, they do have a lot on their plates, And we can use all the help we can get into professional development. And it's funny, uh, an educational service center like the co-op has been doing professional development for decades. Right. And But it's changed. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it's changed dramatically. Oh, sure. Or drastically or dramatically. Dramatically. <laughs> the next one that they've, they've added to this also site is a funding and, and sustainability. You know, they, they get what schools need. You know, sustainability is a great word to talk about. Okay, if we buy these devices here, you know, how long are they going to take us? And then the last one is community. Because that's what's really interesting. Some things that might happen in one community might not happen in another community. Mm-hmm. And you've got to think about that. You know, rural versus, you know, city versus, you know, th- that's a really big deal. So if you want to check out some really c- cool stuff, just head, o- head over to edu transformation center dot with dot com. We'll, we'll tweet that link out. <laughs> yeah, so, but it is called the Transformation Center and you can actually uh, log into it. You can connect with others. There's a resource directory. They've got frameworks built for everything that we were just talking about. So if you want to click professional development, You know, they've already started building that stuff out. And they've got strategies for success in all the areas. So very interesting. That's
1: very cool. If your school's
0: looking, you know, if you're just now looking, in fact, we had a school just contact us about coming to visit about one-to-one. I'm actually going to suggest that, hey, you guys should look at this site also and see how this can help you, you know, make your move. Because just going one-to-one does not mean you're integrating technology. Right. And, you, you know, there's a lot behind it. The dreaded P word, plan. You know, you got to have a plan yeah, for right. that. So that's that's a big one. But um, So there it is. Uh, Google's new uh, transformation uh, site for schools. Google for Education Transformation Center. Woo. That's it, a big mouthful. It is a mouthful yeah, but,
1: and a lot of very, very cool information.
0: Man. And, and don't forget about all the cool things they changed in G Suite. So now you have the Explore thing, which, by the way, I've been using. It. It's pretty neat. That's yeah. some pretty cool stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. So, hey, um, it's been a great show. Yeah, man, this has been great. Wrap this bad boy up. It's a wrap. <laughs> hey, don't forget to visit <laughs> us on the web, www.edutechguys.com. Drop down to the bottom of the page. You'll find a contact form there. You can fill it out and get in touch with us anytime, anywhere, 24-7. Also, check us out on Twitter.com, twitter.com slash edutechguys, facebook.com slash educateguys. <laughs> Just name it. Just look up EduTech Guys on Google. You'll find us out. That's there. right. <laughs> hey, well, I'm Jeff Madlock. I'm David Henderson. Hey, we'll see you next time.
1: You've been listening to EduTech Guys Radio. Radio.edutechguys.com. The opinions expressed on
0: his site, his are the site is programmed for those whose participants are not intended to and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any specific educational entity, sponsor, company, state, or government agency.
1: There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they
0: need it.